Welcome to Spiritist Conversations, a show where we sit down with friends to talk about the world through a spiritist lens in an informal, unscripted, and unplugged way. I'm your host, Dennis Sisi. Today, we tackle a very practical topic. It is October of 2017, and in the last few weeks, we have witnessed a series of tragic events. We've had hurricanes in Florida, earthquakes in Mexico, devastation in Puerto Rico, and a mass shooting in Las Vegas. The political climate in the U.S. and in the world in general this year has been less than ideal and often divisive and charged. Many are understandably worried about the world and have asked us, is the world getting better or worse? Is there cause for concern? In the next 30 minutes or so, I am joined by Flavio Zanetti, Susana Simões, and Marcelo Neto. We sit down at the lobby of a hotel in Boston to tackle this very question. Are you ready? So pull up a chair and make yourself comfortable. The conversation is about to start. Welcome to Spiritist Conversations, a show where we get together with friends to talk about things in an unscripted and informal way. We are here today at the lobby of another hotel. We're making a habit out of this, guys. This is becoming a, uh, an everyday phenomenon here. Yeah, every time we come to Boston, we end up in the lobby of a hotel and we end up talking about something. And today, we are here at the lobby of the Envision Hotel in Everett. Are we in Everett? Yes, this is Everett. Everett, Massachusetts. Our Boston Studios um, <laughs> lobby of a hotel. And uh, we have here our dear Flavio Zanetti. We have here our beloved Susanna Simons, which is also the original gang. We, we were putting the band back together yes, of Spiritist right. Conversations. And we have somebody who snuck in too, who's an adopted child, Marcelo Neto. Marcelo, we're also glad to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so, very glad to be so here. So we have Boston, California, and Florida. Um, united here and um, we were talking about a very important topic these days which is the outlook for the world um, is the world getting better or worse or worse we have witnessed a lot of uh, really impactful events as of late we've had the Las Vegas shooting happening just last week we had hurricanes happening in our friends' backyards here in Florida, and they were affected by it as well. Uh, we have lots of changes, lots of things shaken up in the world, and one of the questions that all of us get quite often when we talked about is, is the world getting better, or Almost. is it going backwards? So we figured it would take a couple of minutes to tackle that and share some of our perspectives and, and figure this out. And today, we also had the great opportunity to listen to Susanna here in an event. Uh, in Boston where she was talking about the chaos in the world and she addressed this um, head-on so we figure we'll put that on the air too so absolutely yep. so what do you think Susanna is that okay if we start with you so what's your yeah, take absolutely. on all these things that happen absolutely I will share that I have moments where I ask myself the same question you know especially when you are in the heat of um, things 
and you're watching the news, you know, it's very hard in that moment where you're witnessing so much pain and so much destruction um, and sharing the anguish of so many other people to actually have a sense that things are actually moving forward, you know, that they are, uh, we are moving to a better place. I mean, you mentioned uh, natural disasters and you mentioned um, also uh, the shooting. But we could also add to this picture, which is something that really bothers me sometimes, uh, the politics in the world, right? The politics? So, the politics. So a lot of times you look at different countries and what's happening in different countries and like how countries that were, had established democracy are changing into dictatorships and, you know, so it's those type of things do like what's happening here because we hear about the law of progress, right? We hear about uh, everything is evolving. So how do we like, how, how do, do you understand? Do because it seems rips? like, it seems like yeah. we are going backwards when it comes to that. So those are my initial thoughts. I don't, I would not want to answer right away, but I want to say that I share this feeling sometimes. Okay. I think, yeah, I don't think you're alone on that one, right? Mm -hmm. Flavio, you got to say something? No, I think you're not alone at all, because um, if you look at from the surface, right, all these things that are happening really takes us to a, a, a dichotomy, right? So if we see all the technology, technological progress, all the uh, findings, all the development that we have, that we actually reaping these days, it doesn't really match some of the things that are happening in some countries, some, you know, political systems or the... Uh, devastations that are happen, happening throughout the world. It's not, not only the United States, I mean, it happens everywhere in the world. So I, I also echo your, your comments, Susanna, that if you don't really stop to analyze, I, mean, I like the word double-clicking, if you don't double-click on that topic, right, it's, uh, it's a very difficult, very difficult to come to grips with it. Mm -hmm. Interesting, very interesting you guys brought this uh, perspective because I do share the same kind of opinion. It seems, because, especially because of the media, the episodes that we see uh, maximizing uh, the pain of many people and the discrepancies that we see in many countries. We are here in the United States where technology takes place in a way, way beyond, for example, uh, one of the most poor countries in Africa or in the Middle East or many. So we see this kind of contrast and we see loss uh, taking place by, you guys mentioned politics, by the dictators ruling the lives of millions of people and they simply seem to be completely restrained by, by the subject, subject to one person, one dictator, one, uh, we feel like actually extremely dissent. It's distressing, it's, it's, it's disturbing, that's the word that I would like just yeah. to use. But I was trying to see the better aspect of life, because I know media focus much more in things that are negative. But I am trying to do something different, and I saw Susanna's lecture this afternoon. There is uh, running beside this whole chaos that we see so much uh, showing in the media, uh, small miracles, small things that are going to, that shows the dignity of humankind, 
the, the, the loving of people. And this is such a silence movement. I don't know if you guys understand. I do, you know, and I was going to jump in that one because I've been spending some time really questioning myself to what Susanna was saying. Like, man, we know that, uh, that things seem to be better, uh, you know, hypothetically and philosophically. But are they really? Should we really be pessimistic? Should we be optimistic? And you know what? One of the conclusions that I got to, and I don't know if you guys um, agree with, is I think that we see all this darkness in the world because there's a lot of darkness right now, seems to it at least, because of the media that you're talking about and the technology. And I think the reason we do that is because now there's more light in the world. And so whenever you bring a new light into the world and you change your light bulb and it goes from like 65 watts to 100 watts, you have more light, you see all these dark corners that you didn't see before. And because of technology now, we get the information of all these things that are happening that we didn't see before because we have social media and so forth that kind of comes in. But... So I ask myself, are, are we fundamentally having more violence in the world than we ever had before? And my answer seems to be no. I think that we're just seeing it more clearly now yeah, because I agree. You know, we're paying attention to it more than we ever done before. Yeah. If you recall, by the way, guys, uh, folks listening, we are actually here, all of us together, because we all attended the 8th Spiritist Conference of Massachusetts. And one of the keynote speakers in this conference, which, by the way, who, by the way, listens to his Spiritist Conversations as well, was Sandro Klinji. He told us today that this all started when we started to have TV channels that are focusing on news 24 hours a day. I thought that was an interesting comment. It was a very good comment because beforehand, right, we only had news, you know, casts, maybe at 7 p.m., during dinner time and whatnot, but now there are channels, right, 24 hours a day dedicated to news. And they have, news. they have to run after news. Yes, right? they, have they have to, to run after news, news because I mean, it's somewhat difficult, right? Perhaps maybe impossible to really come up with news for 24 hours and every day. And we're being bombarded by being bombarded news because by they news. have to repeat the news, yes. the negative news, and we are simply like smashed by this kind of uh, yes. impact. Well, let me, th- let me throw some, uh, let me throw a wrench in this conversation because when you look at uh, the Thanks, amount because I was going to do it, and I hate being the guy that always does it. <laughs> so please, derail us. Go for so, it. So if, if we were to think that the world, was, the world was not progressing, was not moving forward, right? How come right now it's the, the time that we have the largest amount of hours that were volunteered? You stole my argument, sir. Oh, I'm so sorry. I okay. said it first. I agree with you. I, agree I said it first. So it hasn't been ever this number of hours of people volunteering in the world. Or the number of people volunteering. Or the number of people as well, right? right? Never in the history of humankind have we had so many people and so many nonprofit organizations, for that matter, devoted to helping others, right? That's never happened before. So it's a dichotomy if you don't think about it. It is a dichotomy, right? So how do you reconcile? This is one of the things that gives me solace to believe that, in fact, the world is getting better, like Susanna was saying uh, and hinting at, but that we just don't see. Right? Because there's a lot of people trying to do good. How do we tell? So let's go a little more practical. Because, you know, spiritism has to be practical, in my opinion. My personal, humble opinion. How do we tell someone that lost their entire house right. thanks to Hurricane Irma? How do we tell someone that maybe lost a loving member of their families in the last uh, shootings in Las Vegas? How do we tell these people that the world's getting better? Yeah. That's right. I don't know if we tell them. I think that we <coughs> help them. How do we help right? them see the world I think that getting we, better? I think that we just have to be there for them, right? And, and then with time, 
I agree. we can make a, an intellective argument, right? I, I think this is the time to come together and say, this sucks, but I'm with you. Yeah, I'm going to put my hand on your shoulder and I'm going to help you. We have uh, one thing for sure is, we there is a tendency, I think, sometimes in the spiritualist movement to think that all this cognitive knowledge that we have, and I think we should talk a little bit about it, um, will easy people's pains. Exactly. And, you know, it, it's losing your entire house, losing an entire family, having people uh, shot when they were in a concert. These are traumatic, painful yeah. events. And I agree, I agree with, it, with Danny. It's a, it's a matter of, like, at that time, just sitting with them and showing compassion and being able to share the pain. Uh, and then in another moment, right, uh, speaking about, I think, what spiritism brings to us, which is a broader uh, viewpoint of what life is truly about. And I think that's um, it's something, as we uh, were talking earlier today, that will not change, will not um, uh, move away, remove from your life the challenges, will not make the, the, the pain disappear, but that gives you a ground that no matter how dark life is, you never lose sight of the light at the end of the tunnel. I think that that's what spiritism provides. And the question is, how does it provide? Where does this hope come from? What are the, the, the um, uh, tenets in spiritism that we embrace, that give us? Do you, do you um, uh, the question is for all of you, although we have these feelings and these questions sometimes, do you ever feel like that the world is entirely lost and that there is no hope for humanity. Do you ever have yeah, this feeling? That's a great question. So I don't feel, I personally, I don't ever feel the world is lost. Right. I do have peaks and valleys, like you said before, right? I feel like, oh my God, this is so much work. And I that question myself, and I think it's somewhat of an answer to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I think partially the reason why I don't feel so distraught all the time is because I believe in the existence of God, mm -hmm. right? And that there is a purpose to things. Uh, but I know that that's because I arrive at that conclusion. And I also think that if you don't hold the belief of God in your mind, then the world seems like a bleaker time. Now, on the other hand, I also say that you can say, well, it's very convenient to believe in God in those moments, mm -hmm. right? And that is true too. Right. I can see that argument too, right? So. It, it, I, I, for me, a lot goes back to, to the belief in God, right? To kind of hold me up and say, this sucks, but I believe that there is a larger play here and there are many other things that can be suckier that don't, don't go that way. Yeah, but that same belief in God sometimes is um, used to justify things. So God is punishing these people because they're doing X, Y, Z. Therefore, somebody's going to go there and shoot and take away lives or, or so that or we don't do anything hurricane. right or, or, or it's a belief right. for inaction right like it's like oh oh god won it so i'm not yeah, going to do anything yeah, about it somebody else going to deal with it right. god deal with it right is that the same belief that you have no that's definitely not it right um i so one of the key tenets i guess of spiritism and the things that I, that we think about is uh free will and responsibility and our role in the world right that we're in this world not only to of course get better and evolve spiritually but that we also have to have a play. Uh, we also have to make a uh, take our part in the creation. We have a responsibility towards each other, right? And so we got to help out the world too. I'm gonna connect uh, uh, an amazing sociologist. His name is Zygmunt Bauman. That talked about the world these days, right? 
the modern, you know, the liquid, you know, modernity that he talks about. But one thing that he says that really struck me when I first read one of his books many, many years ago was something along the lines that everybody pays the price of, for poverty. Everybody pays the price for anxiety in the world. Everybody pays the price for all these social problems that we have nowadays. So like you or not, if you we live like we do in a world that has a lot of social issues, we all pay the price. Yeah, we are part of the we, solution yes, and we are part of the exactly, problem. Exactly, we are part of the solution and also part of the problem. Exactly. Do you guys feel like that as well? No, I, I agree with you. And I also like what you mentioned about that we have to reach out to others in order to help. And uh, not put the name, the religion uh, rot, uh, brand on our uh, actions, but simply go and reach out to others. I remember uh, a phrase of Mother Teresa and we all know that she is a Catholic nun. She was a Catholic nun. And when she opened the house of uh, the poor in the city of Calcutta, and uh, she reached out to so many uh, Hindus, Buddhists, Muslims, he, she never asked the religion. And uh, this was not actually a prerequisite, prerequisite to, to be assisted by the love. So, after these uh, uh, assistance that she provided, many, of course, ask naturally, who are you? Why are you doing this? Why are you helping me since you are in a different belief system? You have a different belief system. And says, because I simply love. I see you as my master and my master is Jesus. And this is the way that she was uh, mentioning. It doesn't matter the master that we have because love is much bigger than anything. Any, any, any belief system, any religion. So this is giving the example, reaching out to others. And once we reach out to others, we might maybe spark the, a, a little thing and like, okay, maybe God didn't forget me. I'm still here, there's somebody there reaching out to me, different beliefs, different traditions. And I see that we have in the world fraternity, we have brotherhood, and this is maybe uh, the key of uh, all our problems, one of the keys of our problems. I don't know if you guys understood what I was trying to say. I think what you're trying to say is that by doing your part, you bring hope to other people because they feel like that God is present, present through the people who is helping. Is that the point that you're trying to make? Yes, exactly. What I, I'm trying to say is if we can do something for humanity, don't lose hope in humanity. Right. And once this is achieved, even though it's very little we can do, we can bring something different, some flavor different to this world. And we so but let me go back to my original question, because I think you guys touched upon it, but not entirely the way I see it. Mm -hmm. But hold on before you okay. do. Sure. Because we're going to go into commercial break right now. Oh, okay. Okay. And so stay tuned as we listen to our sponsors and we'll be right back. My name is Rosando Klingen and I listen to Spiritist Conversations. Hi, my name is Daniela Sakuyoshi. I am from Atlanta, Georgia, and I listen to Spiritist Conversations. Hi, my name is Teresa from Miami, Florida, and I listen to the Spiritist Conversation. Hi, my name is Claudio from San Jose, California, and I listen to Spiritist Conversation. I'm Marcia from Atlanta, Georgia, and I listen to Spiritist Conversations. And how about you? 
Do you listen to Spiritus Conversations too, or did you just happen to stumble upon a program today? Either way, drop us a note. We would love to hear from you. After all, it takes many voices for a great conversation. Reach out to us on Facebook and give us your opinion on our podcast. Tell us what you think we should talk about, or just chime in to say that you're listening. Who knows? We might just ask you to come on the air with us if you're willing. But regardless, thank you for listening. And now, back to a program. And we're back with my original question, which ties to my first original original question. So, what do we tell? Remember, guys, the way I see spiritism is humbly speaking something practical, right? Mm-hmm. How do we tell someone, Susanna, that maybe in your neck of the woods lost the entire house mm-hmm. thanks to Hurricane Irma? How do we tell somebody that thanks to a unfortunate situation, that person see, sees the lives of loved ones being taken away mm-hmm. in an event like what happened to Las Vegas? What do we tell this people? I think we kind of touched a little bit on that, but I want to go a little further and, and then bring John Dewey into the mix. And he said something that was fantastic. He says that we don't learn from experience, we learn from reflecting on experience. And so these moments are great moments of reflection for us. And I think that's one of the things that we can take away from all of this is that the moment that we, uh, um, we have these tragic things uh, if we look carefully, we see, we see moments of great beauty afterwards or during it, right? Like in the Las Vegas shooting, for instance, there were people jumping on top of each other to protect them. It like, brings tears to my eyes, you know? And, and during the hurricane, uh, there were people who were like doing incredible things to help each other, right? In Puerto Rico right now, there's like, some amazing things happening that we normally don't pay attention to. And I wonder if sometimes these things shake us to a core and help us refocus on what is important, right? Because sometimes we get lost in the world and we think that our you know, problems are really important. And then we realize that at the foundation, almost basic level, we need to recalibrate and see that what really matters is not whether I should redecorate my room or paint it pink or white or whether my iPhone battery is gonna die or not. And that's not the end of the world. And there's, you know, fundamental, basic questions at play. So that could be one way of looking. I love it. I love, I love it. it. Yeah, I, love I love it. it and that goes, you know, it's one of the the principles in spiritism, right? I mean, we learn in spiritism that um, progress is always taking place at a, a small pace. It does not happen. Um, it's not. It's not in a hurry. God is not in a hurry. Let's put it this way. But we also learn that from time to time, uh, if humanity is not evolving um, in God's speed, God allows. Because a lot of people say, how can God, who is so good, allow, so this God cannot be good. It cannot be good because a God that allows this level of destruction cannot be a loving God. But, so we understand that a lot of times these, tragedies, whether it's uh, uh, hurricanes, uh, uh, moral, different things that happens in a bigger scale, they shake society. Uh, we are very, uh, it's very easy for us to go back to our mundane things and our material worries, not that they are bad per se, but it diverts a lot of times ourselves from 
the purpose, the main purpose of life. So with that, you see humanity coming out of people. People start to forgetting about themselves to what if, what if that was our everyday Every way of living? Imagine that. Everyday Incredible. way of living. Imagine yeah. if we live in a world yeah. that people would have the same level of consciousness that they develop at the time of disasters. You'd be a planet of uh, regeneration. You'd be a better world already. You'd be a better world already. Incredible, no Absolutely. doubt. So do we have reasons then to be optimistic? And so how do we do it? Because it is a little bit of a glass half empty and glass half full yeah. kind of problem. Uh -huh. yes. And I wonder if it, the glass half empty and half full kind of problem really is a perception problem, right? Is what is it that we make out of what we see and how we let that influence our day-to-day -day actions. When I see the glass half empty, do I feel I've been wrong or I've missing something? Does that carry it to the rest of my day? versus if I see the glass half full and I'm grateful for the half full that I have, does that make my day more palatable and better? So how do we do that? It's all in our minds, but how do you set yourselves up to, see, to look at the world positive? Do you make a concerted effort to change the way you think you're about the world and to make that, that shift? So I'll, I'll start by saying that I'm a very positive person by nature. You guys know me already, so. Annoyingly so. Yeah, annoyingly so, but it, it is what it is. It's one of your great qualities, actually. I hope I, yeah, anyways. So Let's ask your wife. Yeah, I was going to get there, so yeah. <laughs> it's a quality because you don't live with me, but that's beyond the point. So again, I'm a very positive person by nature, but sometimes I'm taken back, right, on some of these situations. And every time that happens, it's a paradigm shift that we all, and I invite you all to follow that as well. Not because I'm right or, that's not the point. The point is it works for me, it might work for you as well, who knows. So what I do is, every time something like this shakes me up, I say, oh, hang on a second. I remember that God is at the realm of all this. Right? And when we understand that everything, a leaf from a tree won't follow if it was not under God's wish, God's will. How many of you understand that? Of course, it's not going to be tomorrow. But once we understand that, the paradigm changes. When you start looking at the glass half full as opposed to half empty. Yes, there'll be a lot of you know, difficulties, there'll be a lot of vicissitudes, there'll be a lot of you know, problems, and yes, there'll be a lot of crazy things in the world. But if we don't remove ourselves from that situation and look for a much broader aspect of our lives, because this is only one chapter of our lives. It goes back to me, you know, of course, I'm over 40 years old. I remember watching movies that we used to have, you know, TV commercials, those movies, like we just had one commercial. So if you only listen to this part of the conversations, you don't get the whole gist of it, just a small portion of it. This goes also to us, to our lives. This is only one chapter of our lives. First, really understand what goes on. You actually have a much broader view of our spiritual life, right? Which is composed of several incarnations. It's just one idea. And when you watch only one chapter of a movie, you have an idea the movie's uh, thriller, it's an action, it's a drama, or it's you know, a horror movie. You have an idea what the movie is, really but you nice. can't really comprehend the entire movie. That's, That's how I made myself, I convinced myself. It's a frame out of it's the picture. It's a frame out of my mind. It's a paradigm yeah. shift mm -hmm. that I created so I can really focus on it. That's right. Since we are talking about, we are going to participate in this program, Spiritist, Spiritist Conversation, the Spiritist aspect is very interesting to be brought over here. And that makes a lot of sense because Without the vision, without the knowledge of reincarnation of many lives that we have, 
it's simply will seem extremely unfair and of course you might be finding people thinking that God is profoundly unfair and that's right so this kind of vision this kind of understanding it's extremely important for us to see and for us to understand that we are going we keep living we're gonna be living for the rest of our existence forever chapter of our movies. Just one chapter. Yeah, Flavio was talking about this uh, changing paradigm and answering uh, Danielle's uh, original question. I too tend to see the glass half full um, and um, I think uh, over the years developing this like sense of gratitude and appreciation for what we have and I think a lot of that comes from one of the aspects addressed on the lecture earlier today, the ability to leave the, 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 the midst of the city and go to the top of the mountain and try to look at life from a higher perspective. So that really, really helps me bring the spiritist uh, concept of it. So understanding, I think that understanding who we are, understanding the role of what we call life. Because we call life, why losing someone is so painful? Because in the more materialistic and mundane conception, life is the present moment, is here and now. Mm -hmm. But when you go to the top of the mountain and you see life for what it is, you're going to understand that there is no death, there's only life, in the period of time that we are alive in this physical body is a very, very short period compared to what our life truly is. So going back, does that make the loss of someone easier? No, but it gives you hope. It gives you the certainty that the person is not gone. The person has just transitioned to a different realm of life. It gives hope because you can, if you open yourself, you can feel the presence of the person near you. So you know that you will be forever connected, that soon you will be together with that person. And so much more, so much more that comes from this uh, higher perspective of, the, of what life is about. And it brings us uh, uh, comfort and mm -hmm. consolation. It doesn't anesthetize us. Right. It doesn't take the right. pain away. Right. It's actually biologically impossible not to feel grief or bereavement. Right? Yeah, of course. There's yeah. a word that you yeah. have to. There's a, 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 a phase. It's natural. It, yeah. You have to go through it, right? right? Because it's it's part of who we are as human beings. Of course. If you don't go through it right away, you have an issue. Right? There's a problem with you. Yes. So, psychopath. Yeah, exactly. We, so we, we want you to the presence of friends but that once, we like with people that we like. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. That's okay, Marcelo. So once you go through that moment, even throughout that moment. Having what you mentioned, then I think it's it's paramount. And I think that what Susanna said is beautiful in many ways, and it kind of goes on um, and connects to something else too, which is once we realize that we have this immortal life and that we are just in a chapter of it, and that we are going to see those we love, and that we are maybe going to come back with them or meet them, whatever it is, we start to thinking that we start thinking that maybe those who are next to us and are not part of our immediate family are also part of our journey. And so the concept of the universal family that we talk about starts to permeate into our souls a little bit better. And I start thinking, you know what? Um, the friendships that I make also go on, not just the, the great relationships out of love, which means I will continue to maybe have a relationship with these people. And so our family circle 
grows and helps us have more empathy and love towards all human beings in due time. And that's kind of an exercise that we try to do is how can I extend this love that I feel for my family to everybody around me? Of course, we're not there just yet, but it wouldn't be a wonderful world when we get to a point where the greatest amount of love we have in this life. So imagine whoever it is that you love the most. Imagine if you can feel that way towards everybody around you. What a fantastic place it would be. But it takes effort. It takes effort. It takes trying. Yes, I think, um, I know we're coming um, almost to the end of our um, conversation here, but I would like to highlight something that I brought up in the lecture today that I think is particularly challenging. But it's something that, you know, if we want to live in a better world and if we want to transform things, we need to challenge ourselves in the things that we do. So when Jesus came, he brought a very high level uh, proposal to humanity. He said that, you know, there is no merit, Danielle, if I love you, because you, you got, you're my friend, you think the way I think, you know. Can you love someone who thinks differently? And even more than that, can you see the killer? Can you see this psychopath? We use the term psychopath. Yeah. We label the man like psychopath, ill. But that man, that man is a child of God. So can we start, we need to um, start in our minds as an idea that is possible. We need to believe in our minds that it's possible to see God in every single person. So that one day we can come to this place of actually feeling and loving when Jesus is about to be taken uh, by the, the, the guards and Peter tries to, to help him and cuts the ear uh, of the soldier. Right, of the soldier. Jesus picks it up and put it back in place. Because why? Because Jesus saw in that man, not the enemy, not the psychopath, not the sick, but a divine child of God that deserves love. So he's the challenge. And there is hope. There is hope for absolutely every single one in this planet. Oh, come on, this is fantastic because it has taken me to a to a place that I, I like a lot, right? The main reason why people try to dehumanize others is because they don't see themselves mm -hmm. as being part of others. So for example, when you look at when someone did something horrendous, which is the shootings, right? Yes. A psychopath, or maybe when someone does something totally out of whack that we don't even understand why, right? We don't understand why because at this incarnation, at this life, we're not close to them. Right. But who guarantees, what guarantees Maybe a couple of chapters before, we were doing the exact same things. And if we were doing the exact same things, didn't we want to feel some love? When we really woke up to a totally new life, you'd love to have somebody that loved us to help us go or navigate through those complexities. Or even worse, maybe in the future state, I'm not going to suggest you're going to go and start shooting people tomorrow because that's not what, what, what we're saying here, but the smallest things, right? what, what works in the macro sense, should also work in the micro sense. Small things like forgiving or like disappointing people or offending right. people because they're different skin color, different, you know, whatever it is. People that are different than us. Until we start seeing ourselves in their own shoes, right? It's going to be very difficult to change our paradigm. And just like that, we reach the end of this episode. The conversation, however, doesn't have to stop here. It can still go on off air. Be part of the conversation. Talk to your friends. Mention it at your spiritist groups. 
visit our Facebook page and let us know what you think. There are many ways in which we can continue to talk about these important topics. Before we sign off, though, let's recap what we have covered on the show today and refocus on our original question. Susanna, can you help us? So after all this being said, I guess I ask, I ask the group, did we answer the original question? We did, you know, we did talk about, you know, is the world going forward or backwards? Was it answered? I think I would say absolutely yes. The world is going, agree, it is going forward. Yeah. Yes, we can put the pieces together, right? So what did we talk about in this last half hour? We spoke about God. We spoke about immortality of the soul. We spoke about having different points of view, looking at life from the spiritual perspective. We talk about how today, because of the media, we are a lot more exposed to the so-called evil. We talk about the immensity of goodness and, and good people doing things. We talk about the volunteer work today that is more than has ever been. And so when we put all those things together, I think that we have a very positive picture. And for sure, we can say that we are moving forward, the world's getting to a better place, and there's definitely hope for this humanity. Do you agree? Absolutely, yes. That's right. And so the invitation that's left to all of us is to follow the words of Gandhi here, who invites us to be the change we wish to see in the world. So we invite everybody who's listening to go out there and have a positive outlook in the world and make a daily difference and help your brother or sister or mother or uncle or neighbor whatever way you can and really make this a better place. So we thank you so much for listening to Spiritist Conversations and we hope that you will tune in soon. Thank you. See you soon. We hope you have enjoyed this Spiritist Conversation. If you did, please consider rating us on iTunes so others can find our program too. Our participants today were Susana Simões, Marcelo Neto and Flavio Zanetti. I'm your host, Dennis Sisi, signing off for now. So long! Recorded in Everett, Massachusetts, no one was paid to take part in this broadcast. Thank you.